who among us doesn't enjoy a good mystery? And especially when solving it means that I get to bring out my competitive side, even if it's just me against the clock, I just can't wait to uncover all the secrets. So June's Journey is a game that is completely up my alley, and I think you'll love it too. In June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game, you play as June Parker, who's on a quest to solve her sister's murder and uncover her family's many secrets. Each chapter brings you deeper into the story, and it's set in the Roaring Twenties, so beyond uncovering clues, you get to experience the glitz and glamour of the time. June's Journey is definitely not a game I play mindlessly, which I love because I get genuinely invested and a lot of it is a race against time, so there's a little fun added pressure of trying to find the clues as quickly as you can in each scene. There are also tons of ways to customize the island that you're on, learn more about the characters, and then new chapters are added weekly, so you really can't run out of things to explore. So if you think you're up to solve this case, download June's Journey for free today on iOS or Android or play on PC through Facebook games. June needs your help, detective. Heart of the Ronin, Volume 1 of the Ronin Trilogy. Written and produced by Travis Heerman. Voice talent by Danielle McCarville and Zeus Legion. For more information, please visit TravisHerman.com. This novel contains violence and mature themes. Listener discretion is advised. Chapter 20 Because I dream of you every night, my lonely days are only dreams. The Love Poems of Marichiko Kazuko was gone two hours before dawn. She left him with a fleeting kiss and a cloth bundle. As she disappeared into the dying night, he wanted to call after her, Yes, let's run away together. But something stopped him. Something inside him knew that their love was not meant to be. They had loved each other like a lightning bolt, bright and thunderous and painfully brief. He worried that she might be discovered sneaking back into the estate. If that happened, Kanishi's time in this world would be short. In moments, he gathered up his meager belongings, put on his old, ragged clothes, and stole out of the inn. He left a few copper coins on the floor of his room and crept out into the night, wishing to leave the village behind as quickly as possible. Akao was awake and waiting for him outside when he stepped out of the inn. Today is new. Kanishi said nothing. She had a good smell. Kanishi gave the dog's ears a stroke and strode past. The thought of her amazing scent was as fresh and bright in his mind as the rays of the sun. Intoxicating. In truth, he felt drunk now. His voice was thick, his lips raw from the heat of their kisses. We must hurry. He broke into a run, and a cow loped alongside him. 
he hardly noticed the road, caught up in the warmth of bittersweet joy in his breast. His nether region ached with the longevity and ferocity of last night's use, but he paid it no mind. By their third coupling, she was showing him secrets of how to prolong their ecstasy. He had never known such pleasure was possible. Images of her were seared into his mind's eye. He would cherish the memory of this night every day of his life, and he hoped he would never see her again. Strangely, he could not remember the name of the man she would marry. He vaguely remembered that announcement being made during the banquet. Why did his mind fail to remember such a simple fact? He tried to remember the latter parts of the banquet, but all of them seemed like a useless fog. Only when he stopped to rest and drink from a nearby stream did he open the bundle she had given him. A fresh draught of emotion blew through him, as many-colored as the wind. Inside was a folded bundle of new clothing, redolent with her luscious scent. Another crisp black hakama and a fine silken robe, similar to the clothes Lord Nishimuta had given him. This one a deep, rich maroon, with finely woven patterns of white thread. He laughed bitterly. He had traded love for a set of fine clothes. As he unfolded the clothes, several small items tumbled to the ground. A fine, lacquered wooden comb, a small, razor-sharp knife, a clinking coin pouch. The anger swelled in him again as he gathered everything up, carefully repackaging it, and hid it inside his pack. Suddenly, the kami began whispering fiercely in his ears. He stood up and looked around. A man stood on the road about thirty paces from him, facing him. The man was measuring him with his gaze, as if he knew him. Kanishi had never seen him before. He was young, perhaps about Kanishi's age, and carried a jite thrust into his sash with two swords. Akao was so startled that he barked once, something he rarely did. He considered barking vulgar. Kanishi faced the man. Silver crane hung from his old rope belt. He felt no fear only the dead despair left by the emptiness in his breast. He waited for the man to speak. You are the ronin called Kanishi? What do you want? I want you to pay for your crime. Kanishi's lips tightened and his fists clenched. Sakamoto had lied. This man had been sent to kill him. I have paid for too many things today. I'll not stand any more payment for Takenaga's death. I'm here to take you back. I'm not going back. Then I'll take your head to Lord Nishimuta. You can try. Kanishi laughed once, harshly. If you succeed, my head will try to bite him. Come and try. I must be moving on, and I'm in no mood for games today. He drew his sword and held it relaxed at his side. Akao began to whine. He spared a glance at the dog. The dog was quivering with fear. Why? This man was no older than Kanishi. He studied the man. His clothes did not look like those of a samurai. 
They looked like peasants' clothes. Another ronin? Why would Lord Nishimuta send a ronin to kill him? My name is Taro, the man said as he drew the jite from his sash with his right hand and his short sword with his left. I don't care what your name is. You're a fool, and you're wasting time. Kanishi tried to settle his spirit, to prepare himself for battle, but the emptiness in his breast was so vast that he could not. His spirit rattled around inside him like a pebble in a bucket. He tried to breathe deeply, as he had been taught, but he could not. His chest felt crushed under great weight. Suddenly, his opponent flew at him, short sword slashing. Only Kanishi's reflexes saved his life. His opponent had closed the distance between them, over thirty paces in a single leap. Kanishi leaped to the side, spun, and raised his weapon. Taro lunged toward him with the short sword, and Kanishi deflected it easily, but he was wary of the jite in the other hand. He had never seen a weapon like that before. It did not look sharp, but it could be used for thrusting, and that strange prong. Taro came at him with a flurry of clumsy blows. His opponent was ill-trained, Kanishi realized, but the strength behind those blows sent shocks quivering up his arms. What kind of man could leap thirty paces? Had he imagined it? Kanishi looked in his eyes and saw... Nothing. Only blackness. He recoiled slightly. Who are you? Taro drove him back a step with a powerful stroke. I am Taro. Why do you ask now? Are you afraid? Kanishi's hands stung from the raw power of Taro's blows. He must release himself into the void, let go of everything but the now. But his spirit was too scattered. Taro came forward again, this time with the jite, but Kanishi noticed immediately that his intent was not to attack the body, but the blade. He realized then the weapon's purpose. Kanishi pulled his blade away and retreated again. Now. Reach for the now. Find it. Forget all. Release. Taro lunged, a wild look burning in his eyes, closing the distance in an instant. But all the time Kanishi needed existed between instants. Kanishi adjusted his stance half a step to the side and slashed. Taro grunted in surprise. Kanishi heard the splatter of blood on the road and something fell. Taro screamed in rage and slashed with the short sword, but the strength in the blow was gone. Kanishi batted the weapon away and slashed again. Taro's body fell to the earth with a soft thud, and blood seeped from a terrible cut across his left thigh. His right arm was now a stump severed just below the elbow, pumping crimson onto the road. The short sword fell from his fingers, and Kanishi kicked it far away. Taro's face was dazed, almost unconscious. Kanishi snatched the long sword from the scabbard in Taro's sash and cocked his arm to throw it away. Takanaga's blade. This young man was from the village. 
Kanishi said, You are a fool. Taro's eyes focused on him weakly, but he was losing consciousness. Kanishi saw the filthy bandage wrapped around the young man's lower leg. It was crusted with blood and something else. Something dark and unwholesome. Kanishi sighed. I am in no mood for killing today, Taro. He knelt, grabbed Taro's limp torso by the collar and lifted him closer. Listen to me. Go home. Don't come after me again. I will never come this way again. Let it go. Taro's eyes rolled back, and his head sagged backward. Kanishi snorted, let go of him, and stood up. Akao stood about ten paces away. His teeth were bared into a snarl, and his whole body quivered. His tail was tucked between his legs. It's finished, Kanishi said, wiping the blood from his blade and sheathing it. Akao said, No, not finished. What do you mean? But the dog said nothing else. He launched into a dead run. Kanishi sighed again, picked up his things, and followed after Akao at a trot, leaving the bleeding body behind him on the road. Now, if he could escape this province alive, he might be able to forget the pain gnawing at his spirit. Fires burn in my heart. No smoke rises. No one knows. The Love Poems of Marichiko So ends the first scroll. So ends the first scroll. Thank you for listening to Heart of the Ronin, Volume 1 of the Ronin Trilogy by Travis Heerman. Volume 2, Sword of the Ronin, and Volume 3, Spirit of the Ronin, are available now on your favorite audiobook platform. Please visit TravisHeerman.com, look me up on social media, or send me an email. I would love to hear what you think about the story.